When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm your host, Julie. And I am Melinda. And we are here to recap the latest episode of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. Melinda, which episode was it? Oh my god, I just told you, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) God, already. (laughs) It's the king of wishful thinking. Yes. And that's season four episode, is it 12? 12. Okay. Yep, so it was, a, it was a good episode. It seems like a lot of stuff happened. It seemed like we didn't have 17 couples this episode, which was a nice little break. And uh, Melinda and I were just discussing, we're not sure how many more episodes there are before the tell-all. I thought I read something about two or three more episodes, but that just doesn't make sense. So we might be right around the corner from the, from the tell-all, which has been leaked, as many of you know. Ugh, yeah. I can only imagine what a clusterfuck those editors are feeling right now, having a Zoom call as a tell-all. Like, that's just a lot of drama. Um, It's a lot of attitudes on one screen. Well, yeah, and the tell-all footage that was released, it's like 10 hours of raw footage. And from what I understand, that was only from, like, the third day of filming the tell-all. So oh my god, there were multiple I not, days. I did not realize that... <sighs> I thought that they would do, like, one day that's, like, 12 to 16 hours of filming so that they could get two hours of footage. But from what I understand, this is 10 hours from day three or day two, something like that. Good which is pretty golly. crazy. Holy I know. shit. Well, I was it has really to be tempted rapid. to watch it. Yeah, I started to watch it, and unfortunately I did read the, uh, the uh, little play-by-play minute Mm -hmm. tags um but a lot of it was just kind of like bullshit anyway a lot of it didn't really make sense so i will definitely still be looking forward to the tell-all and i um applaud sean robinson i know a lot of people don't like her but i think she's doing the lord's work and i think she's funny (laughs) i feel like i don't know maybe because there's so much footage maybe the editors just aren't putting in the best of sean but i definitely feel that there's a lot more questions that she could really get into the nitty-gritty about and maybe she's a little bit surface and a little too nice i know that a lot of the the jokes about sean is that she'll bring something up not get an answer and then move on yeah she doesn't move on and i wonder if she does try to push it more i'm wondering how much of that is sharp controlled and they they just don't want her to piss them off too bad and I mean, then have them a total all storm trash off. shit show of a TV show. So it's like, let us have our trashy reunion. I'm here for know. it. Yeah, I'm here for it either. I'm going to watch it either way. And then I might watch some of the raw footage later on. Or I, you know what? I bet someone out there has put together like the best of the raw footage that I would rather watch. I'm, oh, not I'm sure watch we might hours. have to go comb the, uh, the 90 day Reddit to see. 
or figure out how to access the dark web. Isn't that what they, the kind of stuff they have on the dark web? Uh, that is one thing they might have on the dark web. <laughs> they might also have, you know, a list of murderers that will come to your house. I'm and too kill afraid you. to even Google the words dark web. I'm you'll afraid just... that the FBI will show up at my door. Yeah, you'll just end up with a computer full of Trojans. It will not be good. Trojans. All um, right, so <laughs> go ahead. Before we get started, do you want to tell our viewers who we talked to this week? Oh, I forgot. How did, How I did you forget? <laughs> this was the greatest day of Julie and I's oh, life. Okay. Oh, my God. We feel like we talked to Beyonce. Um, okay, so last week, or just a few days ago, I think it was like last, maybe on Friday. Yeah, um, it was Thursday or Friday. We, so we have been following a lot of the cast members on our Resting Bitch Pod Instagram. So Go that's follow Instagram us. <laughs> at Resting Bitch Pod. Yes, please follow us. Um, we've been watching, we've been following a ton of cast members so we can keep up to date on the news and keep you guys updated as well. And we followed John Walters. So were they 90 day fiance or before the 90 days? They were 90 day fiance, right? I believe they were before the 90 days, but they, but they, because that was the first time that Rachel had met him in person. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So John Walters of Rachel and John. He lives in the UK. They were on a previous season, and I always really liked him because he just like he's a shit talker and he like says what's on his mind. Y'all, so, we love a shit talker. <laughs> we do. This is not and your mom's his, podcast, unless you're my mom. In which case, go check out the episode that my mom it, was on. <laughs> if if it's your mom or someone like your mom, then yes, it is your mom's podcast. So yeah, make sure you guys check out the weekly bitch fit that we put out on Friday. That one is, uh, that's something that you're going to be getting us from us every Friday. And it's just kind of like talking about shit that's going on. And we did some funny questions and it was just a good time. And Melinda's mom was our special guest and she, she sure was, was wonderful. It was so much fun. <laughs> My mom is now obsessed with podcasting. Um, she said that she that was the most fun she had <laughs> in a really long time. She wants to be our third podcast member. She does. She does. <laughs> but anyway, so I went on our IG and I was following a bunch of people. And, like, within ten minutes of me following John Walters, we get John Walters in our DMs. Oh, my God. And I was shook. I immediately <laughs> texted Julie and I was like, John Walters just DM'd us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm scared to look because John is known for talking shit in IG comments. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Is he so yeah. mad? So he just sent us a DM <laughs> and said, why are you following me? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I feel like there's a right answer to this. <laughs> but I'm not sure. So, I mean, Julie messaged him back before I even could. And she's like, because we love you. Duh. And he was like, oh, okay. Just checking. And then just kept talking to us. And then he shouted yeah. us out in his stories. Yeah, and I that was insane. Promptly fainted. Oh, I know. Yeah, I wanted to die. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, we talked to him back and forth, and and I'm not kissing ass. Like I legitimately really liked Rachel and John. Oh, story. they're so fun. Rachel I is really like the like cutest it. person. She seems like a total sweetheart, and like I love his reform, semi-reformed bad boy type of story. Yeah. And I told I told John that one of the reasons that I love the story so much is because he claims Lucy as his own daughter and 
like was so ready to step up and be her dad and that means a lot to me because I've I've grown up without a father and my daughter has for the most part grown up without a father and so it, it's it's a big deal when a man will step up and, and care for another child who's maybe not his own flesh and blood. So, well, and you that's, know, that's part of the reason I really love their story, and I told him that. Yeah, that's something we both have in common. Um, you know, my, my stepdad absolutely 100% never, ever referred to me as his stepdaughter, and he would have punched somebody in the face if somebody had called <laughs> me his stepdaughter. And that's one thing that we, we don't do in our family is use the word step. Yeah. You know, um... He it's took really me special. on his his first date with my mom. Oh, how cute! I mean, so like that is something I think that's really important to both of us is blended families and uh, mm-hmm. non traditional families. And and John just never even hesitated for one second. And I thought it was so sweet when Rachel and Lucy got there and he just had everything ready. Like he oh, was just like instant family, and I loved it. I so, know. I, a lot of people didn't like that. I loved it. You know. Um, my, the way that things worked out with my boyfriend is he met my daughter the same day that I met him. And we, you know, we've been together for three years and he does the same thing. He sees her as his daughter. He, he bees, he bees, he tries to be careful (laughs) not to kind of overstep boundaries. Um, but he, he has been the greatest father figure she's had and she loves him. So that, you know, the story just really resonated with both of us. And that's why we like, I think that he gets a bad rap. Like, I can totally relate to John because I talk a lot of shit too. And and so does Belinda. Like, let's be real. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) so I like that in a person. I like someone who doesn't bullshit and just says what they want to say. I'm here for it. And hopefully uh, maybe one day we will get him on the show. And Rachel. Yeah. And maybe amazing. special guest Lucy. Because she's a damn cutest little baby. Oh my god, she's adorable. I love yeah, her. Yeah, we got we even got to see a couple like personal photos of Lucy and of their wedding and stuff, which was amazing. Oh my god, it looks like a postcard. Huh? Oh god. It looked like a dream. Like absolutely amazing. And um there's some stuff that we were told that we're not gonna repeat because I I don't think he probably wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I think their season's over and stuff, but we didn't ask him if we could talk about it, so we're not going to. But um, overall, we like him even more, and we really appreciate him listening to our podcast. Even if you only listen to, like, five minutes or so, we didn't even ask him to listen. He listened, he liked it, and he reposted about it. So we really appreciate that. Yeah. No, so give John awesome. Walters a chance. He's a, He's a nice guy. We like him. He was super cool and very easy yeah. to talk to. He oh, does yeah, not definitely. have a big head about anything. So No. Yeah, he just seemed like a good guy. So that was our exciting thing that happened this week. And hopefully we can talk to him and Rachel in the future one day. Fingers crossed. Yay. All right, Julie. <laughs> let's get in. Um, I do want to just pop in really quick and get you some clarification because I have Pillow Talk playing. I always have Pillow Talk playing while we're recording without the sound on just as a nice little visual reference. And, um, I did happen to see on one of the commercials, it says three episodes left. I don't know how the hell they're going to get three episodes. I don't understand either. God, or what, why what did they tell us? Like everyone broke up this, this episode. Literally like almost every couple broke up in this episode. <laughs> this, this season just feels too long. And I think it's because it feels like the relationships are all such bullshit. 
Yeah, not there's not many likable couples. There's likable there's people, but there's one not likable couple couples. That's genuine. Mm-mm. So, so, yeah, so I guess we're going to be tortured for another few weeks before the tell-all. But then after those 3 weeks are over, June 8th we get the other, the way. other way. And I for one am extremely excited for the other I way. I think the other way is the best version of 90 Day Fiance. It is definitely really nice to see like you know what I'm, the words are failing me like it's nice to see that <laughs> they're not trying to portray all these other you know individuals from other countries just trying to get to America like oh, I feel yeah. like the couples are more genuine on the other way because these people are willing to give up all of their creature comforts and families and everything to just go be with the person they love and I think that's really refreshing yeah, it is nice to see them go the other way. Unless you're um, I can't Laura. wait to see Jenny and Sami. I know. Um, I can't wait to see Devin and Jihoon, which they are so fun. Like, he is hilarious. He is very funny. I mean, he's given us gems like, my whole family anal so clean. Like, I, I when I said that, I felt like I could make an album <laughs> with, and all the song names would be, like, hilarious Jihoon <laughs> Gems of quotes. Oh, maybe we should do funny. that on the weekly bitch fit. <laughs> we should. That'd be pretty funny, because uh, remember in the '90s when they would show those CD commercials where it's yes. like <laughs> the the top hits of the '80s or modern love songs of 1992, and it'd be like a six CD set. I love and it. And it would be like 500 songs. That's how I feel. But it would be like. G- gems of Jin Hoon or something. I don't know. I definitely own but- a few of those CDs. <laughs> I bet you do. Everybody did. God, we're old. That was way before iPods or Girl, Spotify. they're on like, now that's what I call music 6000. I'm like, I remember the first one. <sighs> I didn't even <laughs> had All Star on it and Fastball oh, and <laughs> Back in the day. I went to my I neighbor's know. house today to cook dinner uh, and we put on an the Disney movie Hercules in the background and her daughter, her 12 year old daughter goes, man, I really love the classic Disney movies. And I just looked at her and I was like, I saw this movie in the theater. <laughs> like, come on, man. Well, and the fact that they consider classic rock to be like eighties like and now nineties like, music. I'm like, get out of here. What? <laughs> yeah. It's you can I leave. So old. I was listening to Backstreet Boys in the car on the way. Uh, this yes. morning, I was listening to um, "If You Wanted to Be Good Girl, Get Yourself a Bad Boy," oh and my I was gosh. like, "I, love I was it. like, I'm gonna post about this on Instagram because I swear this song is the reason that my obsession with bad boys started." Okay, so who was your favorite Backstreet Boy? <laughs> so honestly, I was more of an sync girl. Okay, but my question stands. <laughs> of course, Nick or. Brian. I really like Brian. Okay. I feel like he's kind of underrated. I <laughs> I will never forget in fifth grade, we had to start writing like short stories. Uh-huh. And <laughs> oh, I absolutely wrote fan fiction of me and Nick Carter getting married. Oh and my god. I, I didn't mean fan fiction was barely even a thing then because Anne Rice tried to like murder everybody that wrote any fan fiction but that's another rabbit hole to go down but 
I, I definitely remember reading my story about Nick Carter proposing to me at a, do you know what a TCBY is? Yes. It's uh, like he a frozen proposed, yogurt Yeah, shop. yeah. He proposed to me at <laughs> TCBY. And um, everybody laughed at me so much that I had to go home. Oh, I'm sorry. It was That's good. That's so sad. Good times. Oh. And Nick Carter never married me. What a dickwad. You want to talk about something sad? Let's talk about Aaron Carter. Oh, mm. we can go on with that forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. I All was right. just thinking on our on our bitch fit this week, we should talk about like '90s obsessions. I'm I'm here for it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll make a note of it. All right, it'll be fun. Hit me with your first couple. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So the first couple is going to be Ash and Avery. Oh God. Oh. I loved this. Ash, how the fuck is Ash a relationship whatever? He know he okay, the first thing that came to mind and don't come out me bitches if you're going to be like, "Uh, gender stereotypes." Okay. <laughs> the first thing that I have in my notes is Ash is acting like a woman. Yeah. And the reason I said that is I mean, how many times have you gotten pissed at your husband or your boyfriend or whoever and you're doing the dramatic storm out and you're like, well, do you want me to leave? Do you want me to stay? Tell me you want me to stay. Why do you want me to stay? Like, come on. Who hasn't done that? Have you done that? Oh, Are yeah. You, like, try to force them to beg you to yes, stay? Yes, absolutely. That's a woman thing. I've never been with a man that was like... Oh, I packed my bags. I'm leaving. If just you want me to me stay, just say something. Just a little bit enough. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. He is so immature. Um, Avery has shocked me throughout the whole season. She is so calm and col- Maybe it's because she smokes weed. Maybe yeah, that's why she's, maybe. why she's, like, so chill. But she's super mature and he is just making himself look like an asshole on national TV with every episode. To be fair, he does not have to try very hard. No, it's like, you you go on and on about how you're a relationship therapist or whatever. And yeah. then you bomb your stupid thing where TLC paid people to sit in on it. <laughs> and then, then you're acting like this in your relationship on national television? Like... I think you need a day, a day job, Ash, because you suck at your at what you do. He really is just so dysfunctional and bitchy. Like, he, he acts like he's on his period and somebody needs to give him some chocolate. Like, give him a Snickers. <laughs> because, my God, dude, like... I have a flair for the drama, okay? Like, yeah, I am definitely course. not, you know... Um, just calm, cool, and collected all the time. But, bro. Mm-hmm. This is just embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He's a hot mess. He's a lot. Um, so then after they're fighting, they have to get in the car and do a two-hour trip to see Sion and Taj. Um, Avery tells him that she wants her own room, and I 1,000% get it. I would have wanted my own room, too. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I was so proud. I was like, that Mm -hmm. is a brilliant idea, because honestly, I would rather rip my own teeth out than be in a car (laughs) with somebody after, like, having that kind of behavior. Well, they, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, like, 
I'm like, yes, you know what? That's, I would want to do the same thing. I want my own space for tonight. I need a clear head. I need, uh, I don't want to be sucked into having sex with you, you know, because sometimes like if, if things are stressed and you haven't, and you haven't confronted the issue and really worked through it, and then you end up just having sex or something, it's not a great way to do things because then you kind of just sweep things under the rug. And I definitely don't think she wanted to sleep with him. She wanted this night before meeting Taj and everything to just have her own space and her own night and come the next day with like a fresh slate. And I think it was a great idea. I would have wanted to do the same thing. No, absolutely. I think it was a great idea. And I'm impressed that she had the balls to ask for it because I would not have (laughs) just being truthful. Like I would have been too scared to, um, unless I had the funds to just kind of make it happen. But even then I probably wouldn't have because I'm often a lot of bark and no bite and I just like (laughs) once you're emotionally exhausted which I'm sure she was like I just don't want to deal with it anymore uh it's just like holy shit man she is just rocking Mm -hmm. it out oh yeah she's I definitely think that she is strong in who she is I think she's a a confident person and I think that definitely helps her because she's got the self-esteem not to put up with the bullshit. And if things were a little bit different as far as her self-esteem goes, it could have gone in a completely different direction. Absolutely. So, um, but it was cute seeing her meet Taj for the first time. Sion seems like a, a sweetheart. She seems incredibly mature as well. I was um, honestly surprised at the things that she said about Ash. Like, I was expecting her to go off. Well, when they went to the wine bar, see, I did not think she was going to go off. I think that I definitely got the feeling she would be on Ash's side. Um, she kind of, you know, drops the quote unquote bomb that he doesn't show when he's stressed for a long time. And I, I said, that just sounds like a typical man thing of not yeah. showing their emotions until they're kind of exploding over it. I thought that it was didn't kind seem of like peculiar. a big deal. Yeah. It was kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. It was Unless she strange. really downplayed it a lot and she meant he, like, blows up and is scary. Which he did. So that might be what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. I wish she would have elaborated a little bit more, but I'm glad that we got to meet Sion and I'm glad that she was very level-headed. And, and just, like, talk to Avery without malice or attitude or anything. I think she was really just honest and saying like it makes me sick at the thought of my son going to America uh, mm-hmm. it, but it also was kind of funny to me she's like oh yeah no I mean Ash should just go see you like four or five times a year and I'm like okay but that is that fair too I don't know maybe it was just the way she put it I'm like I would have just been like yeah do you think this is the best idea because you're not going to be able to see her and Taj at the same time like it's just not realistic yeah, but she's right. I mean, no, she is absolutely to, right. When it comes down to the choice of him choosing to either see his son four or five times a year or his girlfriend four times five times a year, he should absolutely be. There oh, for that's his a son. no-brainer. I think he's just totally ready to step out on his kid and go to America. Oh, for, for sure, this hot chick. And I think, you know, it, it was. I, I think other people were shocked that. She said that she and Ash had just divorced last year. Yeah. Um, 
I wasn't, I mean, that is a huge lie. A huge yeah. lie. <laughs> like, That's a big problem. I, I kind of get it in the sense that, like, they had actually been separated for a long time, but, like, you should really not present things that way if that's not true. Like, I would have been like, listen, we've been separated for a long time, but we definitely didn't just get divorced, like, a year ago. Yeah, no, that was a straight-up lie. He should have told her, like you said, like, we haven't been together for years, but we're not legally divorced. We Or we just got legally divorced. And it was just kind of a pain in the ass with the paperwork. And we were getting along, so it didn't seem like a big deal. He should have just said that. I'm sure she would have been fine with oh, it. Oh, I absolutely. Fact, the fact that he lied and was like, we've been divorced for 10 years is absurd. I would be so pissed, and I can't wait to watch her confront him. Oh, I can't either. I I just need, like, five more rounds of Avery just serving Ash. <laughs> just being like, you are a fucking liar. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah, wait. But I think in the end, she's just going to be nice and just tell him it's it's not the relationship for her. And it probably won't be as fun as it could be. No, you're probably right. We'll see. Yeah. So that's the last we saw of that. Um, the next couple, Stephanie and Erica. Oy vey. Oh, they wake up, you know, quote, wake up, as in perfectly curled hair and perfect makeup and skin and lipstick and eyeliner and whatever. Yeah. I should post a video of what I looked this. like this morning when I woke up. Because <laughs> it was not I that. I hate when TV shows try to, like, think that they're, like, tricking us. Like, these people just open their eyes. Bullshit. Uh, but Erica's asking Steph when she's going to tell her mom. They are going to video chat Stephanie's mom to come out. Um, and Steph goes, I have a confession to make. And then she totally pussies out and tells her mom that they went cage diving with sharks. And I would be pissed. My heart really went out to Erica because you just saw the disappointment wash across her face. I mean, and she did this big thing, like, even though I think she knew deep down that her parents would be supportive, like, she's, it's still a huge risk to take. And well, it's, she, it's a she, huge step, and she did it, like, with grace, and, you know, like, you know, Stephanie hyped her up, and then Stephanie's like, nope, we're gonna do it. I mean, like, Erica really didn't push for Steph to do it over the phone or over, no, you know, video chat. So, like, it, it was all. her idea, and then she bitched out. And, like, I think that's just disrespectful. Oh, yeah, because Stephanie, or uh, Erica coming out on national television to her parents was, she didn't have to do that. She mainly did it because Stephanie was there, and she wanted to make a statement Right. This is my girlfriend, and I love her, and I am by, and this is what's happening. So, you know, for her to do that, and then for Stephanie to be like, yes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it, and then completely back out, is it just seems like it would feel like a slap in the face. It really did, and I, it, it made me so sad, because Erica just looked like a puppy who had just gotten her nose smacked. Aww. And I just wanted to go hug her because she Aww. just looked so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And then Steph yeah. just, you know, continues to be Steph. 
She's awful. Yeah. Erica tells Stephanie that she was in a relationship with a girl who wouldn't come out and she was a secret for 10 years, which that means she was like 12, 13 and it was like an on and off relationship. That's so young. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure like this is the girl who made her realize that she was bi and like, you know, Mm -hmm. probably really encouraged her and then like in turn kept her a secret. I mean, you know, those relationships that you have when you're a teen are most likely not going to last, but they still form a lot of who you are in relationships in the years to come. Yeah. So, I mean, instead of Stephanie being understanding about this and kind of getting a view as to why Erica would feel the way she feels, she, of course, has to make it all about her and get pissed off because she didn't know about this relationship that Erica had had. And I can understand kind of feeling like, wow, you had a 10-year relationship with someone and you never even told me about it. Sure. Extremely valid. Yeah. I mean, but that would be like the extent of the conversation. If that was my boyfriend and I having the conversation, I'd be like, why wouldn't you tell me that? And he'd just be like, oh, well, whatever, whatever, whatever dumb thing that people say. And I would just be like, okay, well, like don't fucking leave out 10 year relationships right like out of your backstory and that and that would have been it and then go it on to address the other issues in that story and then, <laughs> then i would have moved on with my life yeah like okay i see i understand how you would feel this way or why this would make you feel those emotions again but no stephanie has to make a scene she's um do you know what alligator tears mean because i just learned this recently you're looking for crocodile tears yeah, crocodile tears. <laughs> but <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I uh, always thought it meant that people had big tears that they were faking it. That's what it means. No. It actually, because crocodiles don't, I don't think they have tear ducts. Okay. That's so a very I, irrelevant part of the story. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? Okay. No, no, it's not irrelevant because... When you're saying, like, someone's crocodile tears, that means they're, like, pretending to cry and no tears are coming out. And that's how Stephanie uh, okay. is. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. All right, I'm with you. Yeah, so that's, like, that's it's probably one of those, does. like, colloquialisms that uh, have just gotten kind of misused over time. Yeah, I always thought it was, like, gigantic tears. Um, yeah, because oh, I promise you my kids I'm... are great at fake crying yeah it's just fake crying fake grief fake emotion blah 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 which is exactly what stephanie is like just fake all the way around she she's not a good actress she's pretending to cry no tears ever fall from her eye i think we saw one tear in like uh, an itm thing after this whole argument happened and i was like oh she must have found her um visine yeah (laughs) yeah She gets pissed and she throws something. And when I watched this with Ryan, I was laughing and I was like, see, this is the worst part about getting pissed off and breaking something is then you have to waddle your lame ass back in and clean up after yourself. I was like, that's the worst. That's why you shouldn't throw stuff because you look so stupid when you have to clean it up. Oh, God. I like that's honestly what keeps me from throwing things when I'm mad because I'm like, I am going to be so pissed off when I have to clean this up later. Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm just never going to calm down. 
Uh, I know. I've done it so many times. I'm just like, and and you 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 feel so good in the moment. You broke something. You threw it. You got pissed. You showed how you felt. And then like after the argument is over, then you're like, all right, I guess I'll sweep up now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a stupid thing to do. Don't break shit. It's dumb, especially if it's not not if it's your own stuff. Although my ex-husband really pissed me off one day, and I threw his cell phone in the dog's water dish. And like, and then I, I let it sit there for a while and then I threw it like to him, not at him, but to him. And I was like, here, now we don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> that was fun. And it was minimal cleanup. So I enjoyed it. That sounds fantastic. He deserved it. I'm sure he did. <laughs> can you cry fake tears? I can cry re- real tears. Like on command? I don't know. See, I can't, I, mean, I can't, probably. I can't cry on command. I don't think I would ever need to fake cry because if I'm deep in the emotions, deep enough. Oh yeah, I'll cry. I, a lot of times I'll cry when I'm so frustrated and I just don't know what to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's like tears of frustration. I have the queen of the angry cry Yeah. and the frustrated cry. <laughs> I'm also queen of the, you know emotionally jarring commercial cry (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should apply for 90 day for the next season oh yeah and then we're about as real of a couple as they are (laughs) so (laughs) we would be much more convincing i think i could do it yeah they could record our drunken phone calls in the middle of the day listen i love you i just want you to know that like i'm so happy we found each other i knew you were gonna call me out I didn't even say it was you. Uh You called yourself out. Yeah. I said our phone calls to each other. (laughs) You called yourself out. I did. I did. I definitely (laughs) got day drunk yesterday with my mom and then called a lot of people. I I noticed in one of my group chats that I sent them a video message and I can't even bring myself to watch it because I don't want to (laughs) know. That's how you spend Mother's Day. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Right. And yeah, then I lost so, my phone. Yeah. For a while. Like, for, uh, oh, about 15 hours. Yeah. I got a, I got a text in the middle of the night, like, sorry, I just found my phone. It's like two in the morning. No, I was, <laughs> I didn't even get my phone back until 7.30 my time. So that was 6.30. Oh. That oh, was definitely okay. today, boo. I was <laughs> entirely too late last night. I was up to like four in the morning. And then I fell asleep for a few hours, and then I thought my schedule was going to be the same at work, or was going to be my 9 to 6. So I'm in the car, I've barely slept like 3-4 hours, I get up, I get ready, I'm in the car, I'm going to work, and then I get a text at like 8.59 that I don't have to be at work till noon. Oh my god, I would kill somebody. I'd be like, nope, I'm showing up now and I'm leaving early. Sorry. So I went home and went back to sleep for like two hours and it was wonderful. That sounds amazing. I know. I know. I love to sleep. For someone who fucking stays up all night every night, I sure do love to sleep. I know. I it could always have been a night owl and then I finally just, you know, started being that old lady that wants to go to bed at nine o'clock. Oh and that like quarantine has screwed me up and so then I find myself awake until five AM and I'm like, Okay, this would be fine if I didn't have two children that we're gonna wake up at 6 45 right. yeah no i'm 1000% a night person i get my second wind at like 10 p.m and then i'm up to like at least two 
I was always the and person I, that like, I'll go out and I can stay out, but if you ask me to leave my house later than like seven at the absolute latest, like I'm not going. <laughs> well, in my twenties in Vegas, mm, nope. we wouldn't even leave the house till like eleven. Fuck that. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all have fun. I'll be here. None of the good DJs would show up until, like, midnight or 1 in the morning. So we weren't going to show up early. Leave the house at, like, 11, get do a little pre-gaming in the parking lot, and start the party at midnight. Come home at 6. Nope. Good times. Not going to happen. God, I'm old now. Okay. Anyway. All right, so um, Erica makes some good points to Steph. I loved this. Oh, she she stood in her power. (laughs) Yes. She wanted to know why Steph was pursuing relationships that she knows her mom would not be okay with. Because Steph's like, my relationship with my mom is, like, so important and it would, like, destroy me if I lost it. And then, um... And then Erica's like, why are you playing with my heart just because you can't figure your own out? I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. She went there. She went there. So perfect. She Um, killed it. Honestly, like, I was so proud of her. I stood up and cheered. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then fucking bitch Stephanie breaks up with her. It's like, I cannot believe this bitch broke up with Erica the day after she came out to her parents. She's a garbage What person. a fucking... She is a trash bag. She's awful. And our dear, sweet, little glitter buggin does not deserve that. She deserves better. She does deserve better. She's wonderful. Fucking stuff. I want to be her friend. I do, too. Erica, Did if I you're listening, you I tagged you <laughs> on Instagram. We want to be your friend. Yeah, I think we'd all get along well. And my daughter was like, she looks like a box of nerds. And I was like, She yeah, does. She and does. then on Pillow Talk, Tim was like, she looks just like a box of nerds. And I'm like, he I wonder if that thing. was the inspiration for her hair. I don't, that, yeah, I don't know. But like, the, Vanessa said that. And then I watched Pillow Talk and Tim said it. And I looked at Ryan. And I was like, that's what Vanessa said three days ago. <laughs> so I was like, Tim, stop listening to my freaking Alexa. I know. Maybe he. Creeper. Maybe he is secretly a spy for Amazon. Sure. All right then. But anyway, yeah. So bottom line <laughs> to that story is, Erica's killing it. It just came on my TV again, and I'm watching it happen all over again. And she's just like, "This is fucking stupid. I'm out." She's so pissed. She leaves in her underwear. She didn't even put pants on. I did not notice that. How did I not notice that? <laughs> well, she's wearing, um, like, boxer short things, oh. but they're not regular shorts. Those are boxer shorts. She packs her shit and walks out in her boxers. Well, I mean, they're I in like, the fucking yes, bush. Like, Colleen. <laughs> I mean. I know, I just loved it. <sighs> I thought it was great. She's amazing. All right. So, next couple is David and Lana. Fuck them. <laughs> I, so when I kept seeing this scene of David at the airport, I was convinced that he, that Lana said she was going to come to him and that he was going to be at the airport waiting for her and she wouldn't show up again. But no, this genius gets on the plane for the fifth time and flies to Ukraine like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks after he gets back from the last time she didn't show up. And... I really enjoyed watching his talk with the front desk receptionist at the hotel when he gets there. Um, you can just tell she's just like, wow, what an idiot. 
And then she tells the camera crew afterwards that it just sounds like something that happens really often here. It's the Ukrainian women that scam men from the U.S. Nothing new. How many people have to say this before David's like, hmm, maybe you're on to something. But no. Instead, he goes. Every time someone says it, he's like, that's not true. That's your opinion. He's such an idiot. But my, he had my favorite line of this entire episode when he met with his private investigator and just calmly goes, you, sir, are fired. <laughs> like, that dude does not want to work for you, David. He does not care. He the thinks guy, you're like, insane. Yeah, the private investigator's like, I don't understand what's happening here or why if someone loves you and has been talking to you for seven years and you travel across the world five times to see them and then you say... Oh, thanks for coming back, but I have my nephew's hockey games to go to, so I'll see you in three days. Three days. I mean, it's... Like, what it's, the fuck? It's Ukraine. So, I mean, in, you know, Russia and Ukraine, hockey is a big deal. But at the same time, like, bro. Yeah, come on. Read between the she's, lines. Oh, yeah, he's he's so stupid. And, like, yeah, David tells Sergey that he's giving his opinion and not facts and i'm like i don't think that david knows the definition of the words opinion or facts because he's got them backwards and um sergey's like the fact is this chick has accounts on seven different websites and probably has eight or nine of you guys on the hook yeah and you know every time i see something like this and i remember that this idiot has sent her a hundred has spent a hundred thousand dollars chatting with her I'm like, why am I working a job? I can have eight or ten of these dummies sending me money all the time. No kidding. It's, it really sucks to have morals sometimes. I know. I would really love to just give up my life and go do this for a living. would be such a good catfish. I know. Oh my god, I would be the greatest catfish. I know so many great tricks and tips. I know. I'm telling you. Were you a catfish when you were business. younger? And in the, the beginning of the AOL days? Where you asked ASL. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I would lie about my age and stuff. Yeah. I definitely used to to catfish people as a teen. Or, like, I, oh my probably God. a preteen. That's awesome. For some reason, I always wanted to be from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I'm just pic- picturing you with, like, a bump. No, this was, like, way oh. pre-Jersey Shore. Oh. I've never seen an episode of Jersey Shore, actually. <gasps> Never I'm happened. still watching Jersey Shore. It just never it appealed to me. It is still funny. Okay, well, you know what? When people are begging us to start a Patreon, that is when we will we'll do like a a Jersey Shore from like episode one. I'll do it of season one. And I'm telling you, it is fucking TV gold. There's a reason they're still on ten years later. I always liked Laguna Beach and the hills. Hmm. I never really watched The Hills. I did like Laguna Beach, but I don't know. I have a crush on uh, Lauren Conrad. I liked uh, Kristen more. Because she was a bitchy girl. Who's Kristen? Oh, Kristen Moore. I'm like, who is Kristen Moore? I thought that Moore was the person's last name. I liked her more. No, I actually really hated her then, but then I started watching Very Cavallari, and I actually like it. And I'm glad that she's leaving Jay, because he's a piece of shit. Well, I mean, it's not surprising. No, I mean, they fucking broke up and then had a Band-Aid baby and then another Band-Aid baby, so. I hate when people do that. It really pisses me off. It's just not fair to the kids. No, it's not. No. 
I'm like, okay, we all know that having a baby is actually extremely stressful. And um, it's not like, you know, renting a movie. You can't just give it back if you don't like it. Yeah, it never works out the way people think it will. It's terrible. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so... Oh, yeah, it's still on David and Laura. So David uh, fires the investigator because he doesn't like, like the fact that he's telling him the truth. Um, he wants a, uh, an investigator to lie to him. So, not that guy. Uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> Mike, you're about to skip over the most important part. No, no, no. So, okay. So, he walks out. Um, in the next scene, David is fluffing his wig. And he gets ready to meet Lana at the monument at Independence Square. And then he lists all of the excuses that Lana has given him. Um, that she was shy the first time. Um, the second time there was like her brother died or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, her brother died time... the same day that they were supposed to meet. What are uh -huh, the odds? Yeah. yeah, the third time she had a medical, like an emergency surgery. And then the fourth time she got cold feet. And I'm like, everything that you list just makes you sound dumber and dumber. And then he says, maybe the fifth time's the charm for us. Hmm. Yeah. Fifth time's uh -huh. the charm. That's how that saying goes. That's the saying. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the monument in Independence Square. He waits for her. He's worried she might not show up again. And uh, my note says, what the hell is up with this leather jacket trench coat thing? It was so ill What the fuck? <laughs> I was so uncomfortable looking at him. He does look like he was in the Matrix, but he was like, at a, you know, it was like, I don't think that was even a leather jacket. I think that was like a pleather jacket. Less, yeah, a pleather, pleather trench coat jacket. Weird thing. It did not hit him where it's supposed to hit a man. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, he says for, like, the 75th time that if she doesn't show up this time, he's not coming back, and he's serious this time. It, right. I mean, that's about as serious as Darcy saying, I will never let a man hurt me like this again. Five seconds later, speed dial Tom. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then he sees someone in the distance, and it's Lana. <gasps> He goes, She's guys, real. it's her. It's her. It's her. And we're like, <laughs> I just don't even so she know what to say. definitely looks 10 years older than her photos. But she's still very pretty. I mean, I mean she's still not... hot. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's super pretty. But she doesn't look like... I mean, you can tell that those photos were all, like, professional with the professional photographer and the lighting and all of that. And she just looks like a pretty... 45-year-old woman, or no, maybe like 38-year-old woman in real life. When See, I don't even think she looked that old. I definitely think she looked older than her photos. I just think significantly. She, she didn't have a filter on her. You know? Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, I think it's a whole production for her photos, for sure. Oh, yeah. You gotta have all sorts of lighting and... But she's still beautiful. I mean, it's like... Yeah, she's no. absolutely beautiful. So... She actually shows up, and, you know, most of us are shocked. And that was the end of that part. Was I, I was actually surprised that they revealed that she was there. I thought that they were going to make it another cliffhanger. I did, too. Have him going, oh, my gosh, someone's over there. Someone's, 
It's, 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 and then, like, next time on 90 Day Fiance. You know what I just noticed, though? Uh, Because, once again, we have lined this up perfectly, and it's on my screen right now. He's carrying (laughs) a Victoria's Secret bag with him to meet her. Oh, yeah. What do you think was in that bag? Because he's a fucking dirty old man. What what kind of lingerie do you think David likes? (sighs) Crotchless? Oh, yeah. Probably something gross. Yeah, Maybe one of those something... ones that looks like an apron. Oh, he was yeah. creepily excited about her offering to iron his clothes. Yeah, what the it fuck? It was like some kind of like dirty turn on to him, which made me uncomfortable. Do you think he's into like some kind of humiliating? <laughs> yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I do too. I totally got that vibe from him. I totally view. I totally see him in one of those suits that like. You get, like, this tiny hole to breathe out of. Oh, the little rubber suits? Like, oh, like in American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I totally envision him in something like that. Or, like, worship, like, goddess, like, foot worship. He seems like he'd be into feet. See, yeah, he seemed more like the foot guy than Ed. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like he could also be an adult baby. He, oh, I don't know. I would picture more of, I would picture Paul as an adult baby. No, 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 I would picture Karini as an adult baby. Mm, I think it would be Paul. What? Karini has all the fucking freaky ass, um. Yeah, but I don't think she actually wants to be, like, mothered. Like, I think she would just be more, like, little girl, cute, hee-hee, like, you know. She likes to wear the little dresses and just be, like, coy and whatever. Yeah. But I think Paul would legitimately, like, breastfeed. You think he asked Karini to breastfeed him? <sighs> Probably. They're having another baby. Did you see Did you see the photo? Okay, so on his Instagram, I took a screenshot. Let me Is it the photo phone. of her cradling a bump? No, no, no. Oh. So on his Instagram, <laughs> he posts a picture of the card... That he uh, had written for his mother for Mother's Day. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Listen to what it says. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for everything you do for me, and sorry if I ever take you for granted. Thank you for giving me a piece of your hair for my trip to the Amazon. You are the best mother, and something, 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 who cares? Barf. Fucking gross. Gross. With the fucking hair. He's gross. He's a fucking weirdo. He definitely has a... No, you're right. I can see he's so weird with his mom that he totally probably has, like, a mommy fetish and a baby fetish and, like... Yeah, he he definitely dresses up in a onesie and, like, tries to get Karini to, like, nurse him. Yeah. It's gross. I think that we should, for our bitch fit this week, I think we should find like write down our top 10 or just pick maybe like even pick 10 random or five random cast members and decide what their fetish is oh i'm down okay (laughs) that'll be funny (laughs) all right we could actually write down um (laughs) all of the the cast members from all seasons and put their names in a jar and then pick like three or four per episode. <laughs> I think that is a great idea. Totally random. Yeah, that's funny. 
Okay, so we'll do that. So, yeah, and then where were we? Okay, we were on... Okay, yeah, so Lana shows up and she's real. All right, so the last couple here. Now, someone referred to Big Ed as Pig Ed. I've been seeing that recently. I think it's totally perfect. It's very fitting for him. Um, so Pig Ed and Rosemary. Rosemary is pissed at Ed and he's shocked. Why the fuck is he shocked? He has no brain. Like, honestly, like, he is the least self-aware person I have ever seen in my life. He legitimately thought that she was going to want to come to America so badly that she would give up on all of her hopes and dreams and everything she ever wanted and just kiss his ass and follow him over to the USA. He's shocked that she would actually choose her dreams of having a family or more children over going to America. No kidding. It's just upsetting to watch, honestly. Yeah. She's pissed. She's like, she's just like lists the ways he lied again. She's like, you lied. You just lied and lied and lied. And then she says she's done. And of course his response, instead of being like, I am so sorry. I should have told you before. Maybe we can discuss this. Cause what the fuck does it matter? Prince is like four years old. So what does it matter if you have one more kid? What's another four years? If you want her that bad and you're so in love with her, give her another kid. Yeah. Is that really that big of a deal? Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to be raising Prince. So what? He's only like four. So yeah, you get exactly. Four or five years. He says that he doesn't have enough money, but I don't believe that. He lives in San Diego. I'm exactly. Sorry. He lives in San, live in San Diego. Diego. <laughs> exactly. Give me a fucking break. He just doesn't want to. So, you know, he's just a liar. Um, and his response is, oh, so you think I'm a bad person? Or, so you think I'm bad. I'm a bad person? And she says, yeah. And then he says, okay. And he gets up and he waddles away in his hot pink t-shirt or, or polo and throws a big fit. And she just doesn't give a fuck because she's like, yeah, you are a shitty person. You lied to me the whole time. You wasted my time. You come over here. You tell me I have bad breath and shave my legs and you are disgusting and I sleep with you anyways and blah, blah, blah. And humiliates her on national TV. Yeah, you're a shitty fucking person, Ed. You suck. You do suck, Ed. I hope that you trip over Teddy <laughs> and break your nose. <gasps> Teddy will be he fine. He has no redeeming qualities. He's just a shit person. He's selfish. He's a liar. What a dick. He really I is think terrible. I, so he used to be a good-looking guy. And we've seen the pictures of him from way back when in his 20s or something. I think the reason that he looks the way he does now is his karma for being a shit person. Uh, yeah. I think he's going he to continue to baby with his first. He had a baby with his wife. He cheated on her and broke her heart and forced her to probably raise her kid by herself. And now he's got his karma. He looks like a fucking Oompa Loompa penguin waddling down the street and he hasn't fucked anything in 20 something years and as soon as he does she's like fuck you you're a piece of shit that's called karma ed you suck amen <laughs> 
that was basically the end of that one. And then, um, and then we see the like next time on before the 90 days. And in that little part, let's see what we got. Um, Steph says she wants to try to salvage the relationship. Fuck off, Steph. Um, Yolanda reached out to the Williams because she's an idiot. Um, Avery doesn't want to cause issues for Ash and Taj, so she said the K-1 visa may not be in their future. Very mature and good way to see things, Avery. You're right. He should not be leaving his child behind to follow you to the U.S. And then, um, Big Ed goes back to the room to apologize to Rose, and she's gone. And he cries like the little bitch that he is. And then, Lisa doesn't know, <laughs> Lisa's like, you know, she's talking in her, quote, African, like, Nigerian accent and she tells Usman she doesn't need his bullshit or his fucking whores and she doesn't need him either so what do you think made her say that I think he got some text messages or something I'm sure he did or like I don't know somebody probably tweeted him or something like innocuous and stupid <laughs> like somebody yeah. probably said hey to him on the street oh no fuck you and your whores yeah. fuck you and so your whores so what did you think about the episode and what are you excited about seeing in the future? Well, I, I really loved that Rose was like, girl, bye. Mm -hmm. And, um, you forgot a couple. Yeah, I know. I forgot because we didn't, <laughs> they didn't recap it on. Okay. So Jeffrey and Varia, you want to tell us about Jeffrey and Varia? I do because <laughs> this was my favorite <laughs> shit. So yeah. Oh, it really was good. Yeah. Go ahead. So we, we come up on Jeffrey and Varia after his proposal and she's like, I think I love you, but I'm just not quite ready. I don't think we need to rush things. Like I, I want to see where this goes, but like, I, I don't, think we need to rush into an engagement right now and he throws a little bitch fit he's pissed like he is shocked and pissed and just all of these things and i think she's been very clear to him the whole time like she has reservations about his past and she wants to you know try to move forward but she just wants to get to know him a little bit and like the thing the some of these people aren't realizing is like it's not as simple as just being engaged for a while like mm -hmm. she would be uprooting her entire life moving halfway around the world away from everybody she knows and loves mm -hmm. to to take a risk on this dude that she's just like a little bit anxious about after not only knowing him for a, what like a week and they they got into <laughs> how many fights in like the i don't know week 10 days that he was there yeah, and like he he threw several little bitch fits. So I mean, I think that she was completely justified. Yeah, but this is another example of the younger person being incredibly way more mature than the older person in this situation. Yeah. So he's like, "Nope, it's now or never." So I guess we're done. Goodbye. And so like he packs all of his shit and she drives him to the airport and he's like, okay, see you later. And she's like, uh, uh, like, can I give you a hug? Can I give you a kiss? Like, can we not just like continue to date? And he's like, nope, that's it. I need somebody that loves me now or never. Like it's, it's either all or nothing. Like, oh yeah. Bro. Yeah. In the car on the way over there, she says something 
about a site that they're seeing when they drive by or something and oh maybe we can go to that next time and he's like next time you actually think there's gonna be a next time like, he was so mean like, to her uh, well and the thing is this is why he's in we all know he's an abusive piece of shit right so here's a prime example of why he is because i've been with guys like this before and what they do is they if you do not give them what they want or react to the way they want they make you feel like shit they make you feel so bad until you give in to please them and that's what she tried to do when he's in the airport and he won't even like hug her or anything and he's like no it's over it's we're done I'm going home and we're never gonna see each other again and she's so heartbroken and upset and she tries to go back into the airport and basically she's trying to say yes I will marry you and he's like "Uh uh-uh too late like you missed out it's it's like I have been with guys like that before and it's like do like I'm pissed at you because you're not doing what I want and then when you try to do what I want to please me I'm gonna tell you too late it's just a total power of move and just abusive on all sides this was a sneak peek into what a fucking piece of shit he is no doubt like this is the prime example of when people show you who they are believe them Mm-hmm. Like, his behavior Absolutely. the whole time has just been atrocious. Well, he's really been trying to put on a good show for her. But the second she doesn't react the way he wants her to, he starts to show a little bit of his true colors. And if he will act that way on national television with a camera crew surrounding them and the lighting and the mics and all of that, imagine what he would act like behind closed doors. Yeah. No, he he's definitely Scary. showing his dangerous side. Like if he's that flippant uh in something very simple like some of their fights in the beginning, like I can only imagine what it would look like down the road when you're truly comfortable with somebody. But he's so manipulative oh, yeah. to her. Like he just wants to oh, you know, you're so beautiful and blah 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 blah. blah. But like he never gave her any kind of actual like real affection he wants it his way on his terms yeah like he wants her to do all the work well yeah and if you think about it think back to the beginning of the meeting he got freaked out because she stopped clean she stopped fixing up her condo because she they had been talking about a future together and she thought she may end up moving to the u.s so why keep putting money and work into this condo? That freaked him out so bad. He was like, slow down. I think you're just using me for a green card, blah, blah, blah. So within the next week, you propose to her and then you get pissed at her because she doesn't promise to marry you within like a week or two of knowing each other in person. How does that even make sense? It doesn't. It's because it's he wants it on his terms. When he wants her to slow down... He wants her to slow down when he wants her to say yes to marrying her, marrying him. He wants her to say yes to marrying him. And if she, if he, she's not doing what he wants, it's a major problem. I hate him. No, I hate them too. Like, I mean, I, I don't hate Varya. Varya's no. like a cool person, but Jeffrey, you suck. You fucking suck. She went live last night and she was saying that 
she's going to have, so I guess, so Jeffrey was not invited to do the tell-all. Right. And then Varya decided not to do the tell-all because Jeffrey wasn't invited to do the tell-all. But then she went live last night and she was saying, I'm going to have my own tell-all when I can. So basically after this shit airs and it's not a secret anymore, um, she's going to kind of spill what happened. And I have a feeling I'm not going to be shocked at all with what she says. No. You know, when she's beautiful and smart and she's got a career and people who love her, she does not need to get sucked in with an abusive fucking asshole like this guy. No, I think that she's definitely making the right decision and that she's going to land on her feet and be fine. Like, she wasn't living in a, you know, in a situation like Rose was where there's a lot on the line to get out of a poverty mm-hmm. situation. Like, she, she's successful. She has friends. And I think she's going to be fine. I just want her to stay strong and stay away from him. I mean, there's billions of men in the world. Literally. We don't need this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Please yeah. find anybody else. Just not David. Right. No. I mean, even David would be better, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Creepy. One He's step up. Creepy lingerie. He would buy her yeah. creepy lingerie. Yeah. But I bet she's fun in bed. Varia? Mm-hmm. She has a fantastic body. I know. When they went, like, skinny dipping or whatever, I was like, you're so cute. She just seems like a sweet person. I I keep telling, every time I see Elizabeth and Andre on TV, I'm like, I bet they have great sex. Great sex. Oh, for sure. Ugh. I would join. Mm. That's how great it looks. (laughs) Perhaps. man all right so i guess that's it it's our shortest episode Woohoo! we did it (laughs) do you have anything you want to add for this episode no but i want to know what your favorite part was my favorite part of this episode i was disappointed that we didn't have lisa and usman because i love their crazy fucking batshit storyline i feel like we're Um, gonna have something crazy from them the next episode and it's gonna take up a good amount of time okay good um, my favorite part was Rosemary being a strong, like, badass bitch. Okay, Darcy, you want to talk about someone being a badass bitch and standing in her power? Rosemary. Good for her. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go back to my, like, house with no windows or doors or ceiling and my CD covers for curtain or door. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not giving up my dreams for you. Fuck you. I loved it. That was my favorite. What was your favorite? Oh, well, I mean, I really loved uh, watching Jeffrey's reaction because it was just funny. But as far as, like, empowering stuff, I just loved watching all of these these girls, like, stand up for who they are. Because we, we had a lot of mm-hmm. strong females. I mean, a- Avery, she wasn't taking his shit. Rose, she mm-hmm. gave him the business. Varia, she said no. And then was just like, okay, fine. Like, I'm not going to beg you. And then, you know, um, gosh, everybody, Erica, Erica was just like, fuck this. Like, you're too much drama. Like, she, she really gave some profound shit. So, I mean, I, I really liked it. I liked all the, uh, powerful females in this episode. Yeah, yeah, they were all great. 
All of them. I mean, Varya kind of was trying to give in a little bit, but I totally get that because I probably would have fallen for the same shit. Oh, sure. That's something you do when you're young. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, make sure you tune in on Friday to the Weekly Bitch Fit. We have a lot of fun ideas and fun things that we want to do with that. So make sure you check it out. And um, check us out on Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod. Go to our Facebook group. Don't get discouraged because there's like only a few people in the group. It always has to start somewhere. We're going to be having a lot of fun and social media interaction. So check us out there as well. And I think that's about it. Yep. Thank you guys. Have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.